Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus. Coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Hey, how we doing, good people? How we doing, good people? Once again, we find ourselves, just you and me, two-on-two, or would that be one-on-one? That'd just be one-on-one, some one-on-one action. Tasty, tasty one-on-one action between me and you, uh, the listener. I would like to safely assume we have more than one, but I, I know definitely for sure we have one, and unfortunately that's, that's me, because I'll listen to this back later, but... It appears that our audience, our listenership is growing. Uh, so that's good. So maybe one day I'll, I'll feel comfortable referring to a listener as listeners, as plural. But for the time being, it's just me and you, you being me when I listen to this a little bit later. Double Z is feeling better. <clears throat> he missed the uh, the last episode because he got sick from uh, giving blood which is strange. Like I said, never give blood. You only have so much of that shit. Why do you want to give that away? But uh, if you do, give away your sick blood. Don't don't give your sick blood. I mean, don't give your good blood away and keep your sick blood. Hopefully Double Z learned his lesson and will never give blood again. Uh, but he's feeling better. But now he, he can't make the show tonight because he is uh, embarked on his <clears throat> family vacation and he is on the road driving, traveling. He's a rambling man. Double Z, the rambling man. Uh, but he should be at his destination with computer in hand and microphone in other hand for the uh, Friday free-for-all at the end of the week, so tune in for that. Again, I'm talking to myself, who will be listening to this later, but hopefully other people who might stumble upon this. I want to do something a little unorthodox, uh, especially as compared to the past few episodes, and that is been ranting a lot lately. Don't like to rant, but sometimes things come up that you have to rant about. In the past, historically, it's been Blog Talk Radio's shitty platform, but their platform is actually improving, so I'm happy not to have to rant about them as much. Uh, a few episodes ago, I had to rant about Adobe and, by proxy, Lenovo computers, which suck. So I don't want to go down that fucking wormhole again because I'll lose my mind. Just uh, dig up that episode. It has Adobe and Lenovo in the title. Just search for it anywhere. Or you can find the podcast, iTunes. Uh, blog talk radio, Google Play, etc., etc. Um, but today I have raves. I have two raves. I have one really big rave that I'm totally stoked about. And we hardly, I don't think we've ever done a rave on the show. I mean, we've talked about some things we like, but never to the degree that we've done rants about things that we hate. And so it's refreshing, but it's so new and different and odd that I don't even have like a, a cool sounding stinger to introduce it. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it. Here's my first big rave. Boy, oh boy, this is a cool one too. It really only applies to me and maybe a few small people. But if you're a tech people, maybe you'll just enjoy the greatness of it anyway. So I live out in BFE, bumfuck Egypt, you know, but in the middle of nowhere, in the country of Arkansas. And so I can only get satellite internet, wherein they anchor, they bolt a big satellite to your roof. It zaps up to space and gets the internet from a satellite that's in geosynchronous orbit, et cetera, et cetera. But that causes some latency. You don't notice the latency so much just surfing the nets or even watching videos. 
it's still pretty snappy. A little, little slower than like a wired connection or even DSL, but not really. Unless you're just one impatient fucking grumpy motherfucker, it is not that bad. It is pretty good. But two things about it. One, it does not handle like real-time conversations well. So you can't use Skype with um, with satellite internet, which is why when we both do the show, Zigzag and I, I call in on the phone, and he's actually you know doing his thing from his connection with a good mic, and he sounds great, and I always sound like a call-in guest. Um, unfortunately, this rave doesn't address that. That would be even better if it did, but this is about a different issue with satellite internet, and that is that it's a metered connection. We have we have the top tier from the company that we have, which is HughesNet. And they are we've tried all the satellite companies. HughesNet is the best so far, at least for us. And what the deal is, is we have 50, we have 100 gigabytes per month that we can use, but it's split up. We have 50 gigabytes that we can use between 8 a.m. and 2 a.m. every day. Um. And then we have bonus bytes, which is another 50 gigabytes that we can use between 2 a.m. and 8 a.m., so overnight. Basically, I've never touched the, the bonus because I'm never awake then. So the deal is, is because that's limited, we can't do cool, fun things like stream Netflix movies. I had to downgrade my Netflix account from streaming to DVDs and actually get fucking DVDs, physical devices in the mail to watch movies, which sucked because... You don't. I'm more of an instantaneous thinker. If I get a DVD in the mail, I'll set it aside and totally fucking forget about it. So I was getting all these DVDs that were stacking up. I would just send them back because I'd never watch them. But at the same time, I couldn't stream anything. I mean, I could do the occasional YouTube video. I could maybe do one or two Netflix movies a month. But any more than that, and we would run out of our data. And then either, well, two things would happen. We run out of our 50 gigs per month then it just the connection slows way down. Not so down that it's like having no internet, but really fucking slow, uh, that it's hard to get anything done. And we can buy extra data, but it costs an arm and a fucking leg, and so we try to avoid that. So I couldn't watch any Netflix movies um, on satellite internet until my internet went out uh, last weekend. And I mentioned that on, on that show, that Friday show. Uh, it went completely out. It was a device failure. Our power We had a power surge and actually fried, it turns out, a little unit on the satellite. So we had to have a guy come out, and he, he scurried up there and replaced the, the deal. I think it was called a receiver or something. Clever name. And he was wrapping things up and getting us to sign stuff. And then he started to upsell something, at, at which point I, I kind of cocked my arm back to punch him in the face which is my typical reaction to being sold something, until he mentioned what it was. And here's what it is. I'm just going to get right to the point because I've been blustering away for so long. It is a new router called Night Shift. And it's made by, I don't know who it's made by, but you can buy it directly from HughesNet and I think other, other probably other satellite services. And so what this is, it's a router called Night Shift. And what it does is it hooks up it lets you schedule Netflix movies and downloads them. So what you do is you set up your account and you you browse for the movies you want 
and you say record, rec- record, record. And what it does is it records all these movies in the dead of the night while you're sleeping, using up those bonus gigs that you would never touch anyway. And then during the day when normal humans are doing things in the world, you can watch those movies and it plays them off the router instead of streaming them th- with your data connection. And the way it works is it, re- it saves everything to a USB thumb drive. Uh, that sticks into the router. Now, you can't just go buy a ton of thumb drives and start saving a shitload of Netflix movies. It doesn't work that way. It's like the thumb drive is calibrated and encrypted in a certain way that it only interfaces with the router. You can't put it in a laptop and watch them. It's not like that. And it holds a shit ton. So the first night, I went in and I scheduled it to download 12 entire full-length movies and the entire first season of Better Call Saul. And I thought... Okay, this it'll probably record three to four movies at a time. And then after I watch them, it'll delete them and record the next that are in queue. And then I, I also... Um, what was my other thought there? Shit, I forgot. Anyway, I, oh yeah. So I, I thought, you know, it wouldn't hold that much. And also I wondered if it just downloaded it or if it had to like, you know, quote unquote watch the movie. And so it would actually take the length of the movie for it to download, meaning that even if the thing could hold a shitload, it would still maybe only be able to grab two or three movies a night or three or four movies a night. Well, I woke up the next morning and lo and be fucking hold, every movie, all 12 full-length movies and the entire first season of Better Call Saul had been recorded. Totally fucking recorded. Done. Just waiting for me to watch every one of them. I was flabbergasted. I got a boner. It hit me in the forehead. It was it was so surprising and, and rapid. I've still got a, a mark on my forehead from the boner that just lunged up and slapped me in the face. And okay, so then here's what's fascinating: is this thing doesn't you don't actually connect it to your Netflix account. You never enter your Netflix information to it at all. I think what happens is they have a partnership deal with Netflix that allows them to utilize Netflix database. So you search the movies, you get what you want, they record it through their partnership or whatever, right? Then what you do is you go to Netflix. For me, I was on my PlayStation. I went to Netflix and I just select the movies. I never actually interface with the router software. I just use Netflix. And whenever I click on Netflix, when I try to watch a movie that's been recorded, the router somehow detects that and instead stops Netflix and starts playing it off the USB stick fucking amazing. So now I've got a ton of fucking movies saved and the first season of Better Call Saul that that I can watch. I'm going to lose all my productivity for the next month watching all these movies I've been wanting to watch. And the first one I want to watch, or that I did watch, that is my second rave here, was a total surprise to me. And that is a a documentary called uh, We Are Fucking Twisted Sister. And it's a documentary about the band Twisted Sister. Now, I didn't know anything really going into this documentary about Twisted Sister, other other than they dressed really crazy and outlandish, you know, like sort of over-the-top glam drag. They had the song, We're Not Gonna Take It, which is a huge, you know, rebellious anthem, and then some other song about rock and roll. And, of course, Dee Snider. You know, I, I know a little bit about that guy. I've seen him in interviews. He seems like a cool, really smart guy. I know he testified before Congress in the 80s about 
parental warnings on albums or something, and everybody was surprised and shocked that he actually had his shit together and could communicate like an intelligent human being instead of a, a drug-addled um, rock star, which, you know, it helps that the dude doesn't do drugs and doesn't drink and never has, which is another amazing thing in general that I'll, I'll get to that. Maybe I'll get to that later. Um, but anyway, the documentary is really fucking good. So if all you know is about Twisted Sister is that they have that one song and they dress crazy, run out, get to Netflix and watch this goddamn documentary because their backstory is way, way more fucking fascinating and complicated and interesting and just mind-blowing and awesome that it's really kind of a shock that they're not a more bigger, well-known band um, than they are because it's an interesting tale. That's all I can say. I give it four thumbs up. I've got two. I get. I give it two thumbs up and both of my big toes. It was really great. Um, I think what I'm going to do now is spin a song because, boy, I'm getting dry mouth and all the beers I have sitting around me are getting warm. So I'm going to take a break, take a drink. I'll spin a tune for you. Check you on the flip side. <laughs> Yes, my thumb is green, and I'll never stop, no, 
fireman is my dream I said What's in my cup? Oh yeah My thumb is green And I'll never stop Oh no Because a farming Is my, my, my dream Yeah, I am a farmer And that's what I do best Farming is my pride and joy My hope to win my breath Yeah, I am a farmer Farmer Saw, one of Hypersaw's most famous endeavors into the musical realm of musicalness. You can pick up that song at iTunes, Google Play, Amazon MP3, uh, CD Baby. Go buy it, 99 cents. Change your life. Change somebody else's life. Buy it, copy it, then charge them $2 for it. It's an investment. This is like a business model. Buy our music. <laughs> buy our music, our songs for 99 cents each, then sell them to your friends and family for $2 a piece. And then get them, recruit them to sell the songs for $4 a piece to their friends and family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But don't forget to send us uh, 28% of the profits you make. Well, one thing I was going to talk about, I was talking about Twisted Sister before, and I mentioned that D. Snyder doesn't drink doesn't do, do drugs. The other guy in his band, I think J.J. French, the guitar player, the founding guy, doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs either. And they started this band. D. D. Snyder was 17 when he joined uh, Twisted Sister. And these guys, you know, these were hard-rocking, traveling, partying dudes that spent, I mean, they were like house bands and bars. They didn't just, they weren't weekend warriors, man. I mean, these guys were doing it every fucking night all over this uh, region, to begin with, this region and sort of surrounding the, uh, oh, some area of New York I'm not familiar with. But anyway, point being, they have footage of these guys back then just tearing it up for thousands of people in these clubs and these bars. And I don't see how, how people who don't drink get to that, that mindset. I kind of admire it. It scares me, actually. I mean, if you're stone cold sober and you can behave like a fucking maniac rock star on stage, I respect the hell out of that and admire it. But boy, that that's you almost seem you got to be unhinged to do that. But I think they approach it as, you know, it's uh, it's entertainment. It's they're putting on a show. But still, man, I don't know. That's just baffling to me. I like it. I wish I could do that. I mean, I've I've got to drink the booze. Just to you know, sort of hone down the sharp edges of stage fright, so it's a little easier to get up there. But also, just enjoy it. I don't like. I don't see how you would enjoy being in a bar or in a party setting sober. I mean, it seems like it's everything 
that other people do who are drunk would just piss you off and be fucking irritating. So that you can be a guy like those who are stone cold sober but still somehow enjoy the fun and the parties is weird. And another person similarly to that is uh, Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers. I was listening to the What Say You podcast uh, earlier today, which is not a podcast that gets updated often. It's um, it's Brian Quinn and Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers, and they it's just a conversation between them, kind of like this is you know Hypersoft is just a conversation between myself and Zigzag, and they were talking about this party, this event they were at for an Impractical Jokers deal. And it was a big party, a lot of drunk people. And they're talking about Joe Gatto, how he doesn't drink, but whenever he's in that setting, he just is on. It becomes like this fucking wild man. You would look at him and think, oh my God, that guy's shit faced, but he's he just is nuts naturally. Which is very strange. Um anyway, I recommend that podcast. The cool thing about it is it's not about impractical jokers, it's just those two guys talking. Again, just like me and Zigzag. And Impractical Jokers does come up, obviously. It's it's their primary gig. But uh, it's also interesting that you can kind of hear Q is kind of getting tired of it, I guess. Or, you know, maybe he's not having as much fun as he used to or ever did. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, it's cool. The whole point was the whole just being stone cold sober and a rock star. I don't know. It's admirable, but also is, is kind of a says something a little unnerving about your psychological profile, I think. I mean, look at uh, uh, the Motor City Madman, Ted Nugent. That dude's off his fucking rocker, stone cold sober. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I, the pH balance of the chemicals in his brain might be equivalent to him just constantly being on, you know, a fifth of Everclear. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, I'm going to sign out, peeps. Um... Tune in Friday, 7 p.m. Central, or listen to the archived recorded version of it the next day or mere hours later, um, where ZigZag will be back. Like I said, I'm out. I'm going to leave you with a tune that you should also buy and upsell or you know mark up and sell to your friends and family who can in turn sell it for more money and send me 28%. And we'll see you Friday. I jump back on to tell you something real quick. Uh, the song I'm about to play is called Green Eggs and Ham which was the original version of our song Fried Eggs and Ham. I changed the name from Green Eggs and Ham to Fried Eggs and Ham to avoid any future potential lawsuits from the Dr. Seuss people. But when I did that, I also had to re-record the entire song from scratch with completely different music because I no longer had the tracks that I'd originally used, which were just jazz loops and stuff that I, I bought the rights to. So this, what I'm playing now, is the original Green Eggs and Ham. The recording quality is crazy, but it's really a completely different song other than the the lyrics are pretty much the same. So here is Green Eggs and Ham. Green eggs and ham, bitch. I like it. Slap it on a plate and with my teeth, I bite it. Suck it in my gut. Metabolize it. Do it like the Donner Party, cannibalize it The green eggs and ham, bitch, it's full of protein Try to take my plate, ha, you see me go me Snap your neck and leave you in a ditch Now I'm going back for seconds cause I need my fix So, green eggs and ham coming from the plantation Where they got the green pigs and the chickens be laying Take a green egg, hold
hold it up to the light And if you see a little chicken, well you know it ain't right For breakfast, for an omelet or a quiche You be chomping chicken bones, chicken feathers and, and a beak Green eggs and ham, bitch, is better than the weed It might not get you high, but your belly it will feed If you're hungry, you need a hearty meal Yo, green eggs and ham, bitch, uh, it's the real deal Green eggs and ham Green eggs and ham Bitch, I'm succulent, scoring culinary points like an 80 yard punt to my taste buds. Saliva flowing, my stomach knowing that I soon to be stolen. Some green eggs and ham, bitch, it does a body good. I be tracking it down everywhere like I'm in a hood. Do it buffet style, down the green mile. Stacking up the plates like I'm dueling a child. Eat it on the east coast, eat it on the west coast. Eat it down south with a biscuit or on toast. Green eggs and ham, bitch.